0: Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Hello, friend. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. My name is Les, I am your host. And we are now over 100 episodes in this thing. Thank you so much to everybody who has supported the show as we reach our 101st <laughs> episode, 101 episode. And I'm excited to continue looking for ways to support you better. So with that being said, I'm making some changes to Balanced Black Girl to continue improving the show particularly when it comes to production workflow. So in the past, I would essentially release episodes as I record them without a whole lot of rhyme, reason, or intention. It was just interview, release, interview, release. And I was so heavily focused on guests and interviews and moving on to the next that I really needed to take a step back and remember that this is my show and that I created this space to serve you. Not only that, but that I should be the one setting the pace and the direction. And the guests that come to the show are like the guests who come to my house. You know, you don't invite somebody over and all of a sudden it's their house and they redecorate and control everything. And I realized that I wasn't really keeping that same energy with this show and with the intentionality of the space. So I'm really shifting to be more intentional with what I share here and to have more cohesion between episodes with key themes and takeaways woven throughout the episodes to support you and your journey and evolution. So we're going to have a more even mix of solo episodes and interviews that are again, more cohesive and supportive for you. I'm really excited about the changes happening. I hope you're excited. I hope that you enjoy them Really, Balanced Black Girl is just growing up, and I'm really, really honored to have been around this long (laughs) to get the opportunity to evolve. So I'm excited to kick this off with our first series with today's episode talking about our energies as individuals, our energies, our vibrations, and how it impacts our sense of being. The past month or so for me has been a personal development roller coaster. I had one of those come to Jesus moments where I realized that I was the biggest block between where I am and where I want to be. And if you've ever had one of those moments, it can be really hard to admit, but it's also a really important part of the human experience. Our society thrives on keeping us stagnant with perfectionism, which can make taking accountability for ourselves and our actions and our energy a lot harder than it needs to be, but it doesn't have to be that way. Realizing some of the ways that you may be holding yourself back does not have to be a scary thing. It does not have to reflect negatively on you. It is all a part of the growth that we are all seeking. So to just get a little bit more real and a little more specific with you, I've really been in a state of flux when it comes to both my personal and professional life. I've been in this place of feeling like I'm not attracting what it is that I want. I'm attracting things, I'm attracting opportunities, I am attracting people, but it's it's not right. It's not feeling right. My desires are crystal clear. But what I'm getting is falling short by a ways and no amount of aligned action or journaling or therapy or all of the other things that we talk about doing have really moved the needle and I've really been at it for years. I realized I just wasn't attracting the people or caliber of people in my life that I truly desire in terms of, you know, romantically and otherwise, I'm not attracting business opportunities that really move the needle and feel aligned and in flow. And I've just been feeling really stagnant. And like what is available to me is just not what I envision for myself. And it feels pretty dissatisfying. But I realized that what I was attracting was a reflection of my energy, direct reflection of my energy. My energy needed some work. My vibrations needed some shifting and some raising so that I could truly be ready for what it was that I'm seeking because what I was attracting was more of the same of what I've dealt with and experienced time and time again. Because I've experienced it, because it's familiar It's very easy to attract those things because you know you can handle it. But when you're looking to call in new things, sometimes it does require some shifting and some reflection to really prepare yourself for where it is you want to be. Maybe that example resonates with you, me talking about my personal life and my career, or maybe you have your own version of it, but as last month ended and we shifted into the second half of the year, I really decided to go within and to take a good, hard look at my energy and get super intentional about the shifts that need to be made for the sake of my growth and for getting where I need to get. So initially, I put this whole plan together about how I was going to raise my vibration, and in typical less fashion, I was doing the absolute most. <laughs> this plan was a lot. It involved me being ridiculously strict with myself and with my self care practices to the point where they honestly weren't enjoyable anymore. And though some of the practices felt good, and a lot of it was stuff that I did normally, I was wearing myself out. I was being way too intense with it. And I was letting my ability to stick to these kind of arbitrary habits dictate how I felt about myself. And I realized that that approach that I was taking that had me heavily fixated on quote unquote fixing myself and low key punishing myself for not having the career, relationships, friendships, body, finances that I wanted – That was actually the problem. How I thought I was going to fix the problem was the problem. (laughs) So last week I had a bit of a breakthrough in the form of a breakdown, but it was actually a really beautiful experience. I was working through some strategy sessions with my podcast producer. And honestly, I don't even remember what she and I were talking about, but We started talking about something or touching on some idea and I started crying and I could not stop. And I basically didn't stop crying all day. I realized I had started unblocking something. I had started unblocking something really big and in perfect timing, right after our production call I had that I couldn't stop crying during, I actually had a hypnotherapy session Planned with a friend who is a practitioner. This woman, uh, Erica Arnold, she is fantastic. I talked about her a bit on my Instagram. She and I actually did the same business program last year. And the week before, she'd reached out and offered me a hypnotherapy session. Again, divine. Like she just thought that it was something that I needed. She offered me a session, and I was already feeling some of this angst and dissatisfaction. And I thought, sure, why? not. And I've actually done an episode about hypnosis and hypnotherapy that I will make sure is linked in the show notes if you want to learn more about the modality and what it means. I promise what we see about hypnosis on TV is not what happens. It's actually like a pretty deep state of meditation. You're not being controlled or anything like that. But after that session, between that and my morning of just sobbing while producing the podcast, I really started working through major blocks. And each day since then, I have had some sort of major aha moment that has been so helpful. Just continued having one aha moment after another. And I realized my whole approach to how I thought I was going to raise my vibrations was totally wrong. So I want to talk about how that shifted a bit in the current approach I'm taking to managing my energy, doing personal work, and raising my vibration, and how it may differ from what is commonly shared and even some of what I've shared here in the past. So first off, what even is a vibration? What are people talking about when they say, raise your vibration? I know we've probably heard it said in some woo woo spaces. We've probably heard it in some ways that can be a little bit gaslighting, some spiritual bypass happening, but that's not what I'm referring to here. The idea is that a vibration is a measurement of energy that is more qualitative than quantitative, and that people, places, atmospheres, thoughts, emotions, things, all have different energetic qualities that influence the vibration. We tend to be drawn to things with higher vibrations that inspire positive feelings, and we tend to be repelled by lower vibrations. So, that can explain why we naturally feel drawn to certain things or people, or we can walk into a room even if we don't know anybody and feel comfortable if the vibrations align with us. And conversely, we can feel repelled by certain things where people, even if you can't explain it or you can't put your finger on it, something just doesn't sit right with you, it could be because those vibrations are either low or just not in alignment with where you're at. So as individuals, our vibration offers insight into what's happening for us internally. That can be mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually to the outside world. Each of us have a vibration that we carry with us wherever we go that can have some influence on our experience. So our sense of discernment is an extension of our vibration, even some of the choices we make, but it's really rooted in our subconscious mind. That's what greatly influences our vibration. Now, I know this is sounding woo-woo, but stick with me here. Whether you are religious, spiritual, if you're woo-woo, or if you're a science head, or if you're like me, a combination of all of the above, all of these sources tell us how important our energy is. Everything from scientific studies about how the brain work, to spiritual practices, to scripture. I actually have a devotional that I really love called Switch On Your Brain Every Day, And it is a faith-based devotional that has a Bible verse each day, but then it talks a little bit about the neuroscience that supports the verse. And even last week, one of the verses in the devotional was talking about our energy and how our energy gives insight into our heart and our mind to the outside world. And as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been talking about and what I've been thinking about. So regardless of what your beliefs are, there's so much information out there that really backs this up. But our subconscious mind creates signals that transmit as packets of energy that are all around us and that can influence our experience. However, I will give the caveat that even if bad things happen or less than ideal things happen, I am not a believer that it's because we are low vibrational. No, that's toxic, it's dismissive, and it's harmful. And I also don't think having negative emotions means you're drawing negative things to you. And we're definitely going to talk about this more but I do think that there is some truth around our vibration and the ongoing circumstances we attract. So not maybe one-off things that happen, but if we notice we are experiencing the same things over and over, if we are attracting the same types of people or the same types of experiences and it's not what we want, then that could be a sign that there's some energetic work that needs to happen or a lesson that needs to be learned in that area so that we can take learning and apply it to whatever that next level is, right? Or that can help us reach that sense of peace and calm we seek. All right. So because of the content I consumed, I simply thought, well, if I just dial in my habits, life will work itself out, or I'm not where I want to be because I just keep going to this negative place or because of X, Y, Z insecurity. And through all of the emotions and releasing of blocks that I've done over the past few weeks, I realized there is no amount of affirmations or visualizations or guided journal prompts that can negate low self worth. I'm going to say that again. There is no amount of affirmations or guided journaling prompts or visualizations that can negate low self-worth. Now I'm not telling you to not do those practices. I love those practices and there's so much value in them. However, that's not going to solve the root cause of the issue if you find that your vibration is low because of low self-worth. Even if you walk through the world as a seemingly confident person if you have feelings of low self-worth deep in your subconscious, you may not even know you have because you've gotten so used to acting confident or putting on an outward appearance of being self-assured that is still going to drive your vibration down because your subconscious is smart AF and it knows it knows what you're holding on to and how you genuinely feel. So having a bad day or skipping your morning routine or affirmations is not what's going to drive down your vibration. It's about the beliefs that are embedded within you. And I realized I had some pretty ugly beliefs about myself that have been embedded within me, right? So it's about those traumas, those instances in our lives that have impacted our self-worth that we continue to carry without Knowing it. Now, again, I am not telling you to not journal and repeat your affirmations and all of that because those can also be helpful tools for working through these things. But if you haven't identified what the block is or what the story is that you're carrying that's driving down your vibration, the, those tools are not going to be as effective as they could be. So, yes, do those things. However, the deeper work of what stories and messages we are carrying that degrade our self-worth are what really impact our vibration and can keep us stuck in cycles that we want to break free from. Also, I know that the term low self-worth sounds intense, but stay with me. I think low self-worth, thinking about my upbringing and low self-worth that almost sounds like the worst thing possible that you can have. Or if you have low self-worth, you're out wilding out and doing all this stuff. And if you listen to the Good Girl Gone Bad episode, you know how I feel about that. You know I don't believe in judging people in that way. Um, but I don't mean low self-worth in a, in a way that's that intense. I mean many of us are walking around with shame that we don't even know we are carrying right? And that shame impacts our energetics and it is influencing what we attract in our lives. And the thing is, that shame is smart, which is why it is totally possible to be doing all the right things. Sis, you could be in the 5 a.m. club. You could be doing your journaling affirmations every morning. You could be doing all the things in all those TikTok, that girl posts, and still not feel movement. And I'm saying this because I have lived it, because that is what I am currently experiencing. I have been doing all of the right things for years and realized that I was not getting to the root cause of the issue. You can't out healthy habit low self-worth. And that is what I'm currently experiencing and navigating right now. And low self-worth does not mean you don't love yourself. Me realizing that I had low self-worth didn't mean that I didn't love myself or that I don't approach situations with confidence because a lot of people who maybe know me or follow me online might think, you're a very confident person. And I do think I walk around with confidence. I don't think I don't have confidence, but those stories from those experiences that I had earlier in life where I felt scared to be seen and scared to... Fully show up as myself because of that younger self, that is where the low self worth lived, and that is what was attracting things into my life, and so. I don't want you to feel down on yourself if you realize that you are experiencing similar blocks because I am right here with you and it does not mean that you aren't amazing. It doesn't mean that the work that you've done is in vain. It does not mean that you are not confident. It just means that there's just a little bit more to unpack, a little bit more to unpack. So my initial plan for raising my vibration was going to be this drawn out self-care routine on steroids basically. (laughs) I set out to stop listening to music and only affirmations, lift weights and stretch every day, not press the snooze button, wake up on time, go to bed on time, journal and meditate every single day, commit to one friend date a week, take myself on one solo date each week, and more. And all of those things were amazing. And I did that for about a week. And y'all, I was so tired. (laughs) I was exhausted, exhausted. And they weren't unblocking what needs to be unblocked for my blessings to come through. In fact, doing all of those things while still blocked was actually a distraction that was just making me so tired that it was distract or discouraging me from continuing. Does that sound familiar? Have you ever experienced that? Because I think that that is a rut that a lot of us get into when we start these, these self-care journeys and the self-work journeys. So in the coming weeks on the podcast, we're going to dive deeper into ways we can move through our personal blocks and raise our vibrations in a meaningful, non-spiritual, bypassing way. And if If you're like, Les, you can't tease me like this, we're just scratching the surface, I need something to work on right now, don't worry, I got you. We can get started here and continue building in the new episodes over the coming weeks. So let's map out what the beginnings of this work can look like for you. So when I realized that I was doing the absolute most and needed to scale back on my little raise my vibrations plan that I set out to make it less of a plan and more of an intention, I sat down with my journal, again, mapping out what healing needed to happen for me and removing the blocks that have been hindering my vibration. And I focused on a few common areas. The first was I identified a goal. What does raising my vibration mean to me? So some of the notes that I wrote down were, it means fully coming home to myself. It means achieving my highest possible vibration and being in alignment with my true self. Fully being and embodying the most authentic version of myself where I don't have to try, I just get to be. Moving through the stories I am holding on to that no longer serve me. Moving through the stories that my inner wounded child is holding on to that can be released. Those were some of my goals. So you can think about what are some of your goals if you're looking to raise your vibration? What does that mean to you? What does that feel like? The next was I wrote down some mantras Mantras, really just think about what it is that you are affirming and not necessarily in an affirmation that you don't believe type of way, because I love affirmations, but sometimes if you have these affirmations that feel so far from where you are, it can be really discouraging. So what are you affirming in this moment about raising your vibration? So for me, my mantras were, I take radical responsibility for my life. I choose the most abundant and prosperous version of myself. I am fully open and receptive. I allow myself to be exactly who I am. I am at peace with myself. I release past versions of myself that were not at peace. And then lastly... I wrote down practices. Now, my initial list of practices was that ridiculously long list of do all the things every single day, and I simplified my list of practices quite a bit. And some of these practices may actually surprise you because they're a little bit different than some of the things I've talked about before in this space. So the three practices, I pared it down from 5011 down to three (laughs) practices are one, crying when I need to cry. I promise I'm not going to start crying right now, but I kind of feel like it, but I, I won't Releasing emotions that are trying to make their way out of my body due to past experiences and my upbringing, it's really challenging for me to emote openly. So I am continuously exploring that and unpacking that and thinking about the child version of me that did not feel like I had space to emote because I needed to be stoic and strong for other people. Realizing, going back to eight-year-old Les who felt like she couldn't cry because she needed to hold it down, letting myself have that cry, letting myself release those emotions that have been stored in my body for so long. That's why when I had that meeting with my podcast producer and I started crying, I just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop, and I'm going to have an episode about releasing our emotions and going deeper into this coming out very soon, but really releasing those genuine emotions when they come up. The next practice is saying no when it's a no, y'all. Why is it so hard to say no in some contexts? In some contexts, I have a very easy time saying no. And in other contexts, I have a really hard time saying no. But the ways that I'm going to focus on saying no are saying no to people who drain my energy. If you notice that your energy dips when you are around certain people, Pay attention to what your energy is trying to tell you. And I'm not saying abandon people at all, but I'm saying who you are around and what you are around can influence your energy. And if you're doing this work where you are really protecting your energy and treating it like the prized possession it is, be mindful, be mindful of what your energy tries to tell you about the people you're around and the things they ask of you. Also saying no to events that I just don't want to go to, you all with stuff opening back up, we're having to flex those no muscles again. (laughs) Saying no to dates I'm not interested in being on. This is a big one. If I go on a date with somebody and it's not it, not forcing myself to go on another date, not forcing myself to entertain people that I just know that it's a no. Saying no to extra projects being added onto my plate when they just aren't in alignment and don't allow me to take up the space for myself that I need. Saying no to anything that feels like settling that could take up precious space I want to save for what I truly want. Saying no. Saying no when it's a no. The last practice that I'm focusing on is moving my body as a form of meditation So I'm no stranger to fitness. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that. However, my relationship with fitness is still ever evolving and seeing fitness as a form of meditation, thinking about the blocks I am working through while moving my body as a physical manifestation of moving through those blocks is a really important intention for me. And we're going to have another another episode on that coming very soon. So those are just some of my practices. They don't have to be yours, but I wanted to give you some ideas of what this type of self-support can look like beyond the standard practices we talk about and hear about all the time. If your reality is not what you want it to be, I promise it's not because you are not thinking positively. It's because your brilliant mind has brought you this far and has kept you safe and what it's held on to to keep you safe is no longer needed because of how far you've come. So as you get ready to raise your vibrations, here are some things that you can consider as you embark on this work. One, consider doing an energy audit and checking in with yourself, checking in with your energy, understanding what you're emitting into the world and understanding, or at least identifying the subconscious beliefs you have that are influencing what you're putting out there. How is your heart feeling? What words would you use to describe this state that you're in? And if you picture terms such as heavy, anxious, stressed, frustrated, dissatisfied, it's okay to feel that way. And that is just a sign that there is something pulling you down. It's a good opportunity to look for ways to elevate, to help bring your soul to where it wants to be. So don't feel down on yourself if you're feeling down or if you're not feeling in perfect alignment because that's why we do this, to get ourselves to where where we want to be. All right, so the next thing to consider are your energy drivers. Now that you've checked in with yourself and you know where you're at, let's look at the influencing factors. Reflect on what raises your energy and what depletes your energy. And if you notice something is draining your energy, can you dig deeper to understand why that is? Why does something drain your energy? Why are you resistant to something? Does it remind you of something unpleasant? Does it bring up potentially something that your inner child is feeling? That could be a really good way to identify a block. Again, you don't have to bust through it all right now, but identifying it is an amazing first step. So how can you give yourself space to adjust and feel what it is you need to feel while understanding how it impacts your energy? And the last thing to consider are your practices. So your practices should ultimately be driven by what helps you move through your energy or vibrational plateaus, either things that drive your energy or deplete it. So you can think about what are some of those practices that truly move the needle for you, not going through the motions, not doing something because you saw me do it, or you saw it on social media, or someone tells you to, what genuinely feels good to you what feels like a release for you so again for me those practices are crying saying no more and mindful movement but for you they could be anything reflect on what feels good for you what helps you release While we will be diving into this more on the podcast in coming weeks, I wanted to give a few suggestions of resources that can aid your learnings about raising your vibration or a few books that have been incredibly helpful for me. The first is Vibrate Higher Daily by Leila Delia. and Obviously, we love a Black woman author and teacher around here. Her book is a really amazing resource. If you're looking for an introduction to understand vibrations and energy in a way that isn't so out there (laughs) because there is some content that's very out there, Um, but her book is really wonderful and foundational to really help you understand the concepts of what your vibration is and how to raise it. And the second book I recommend that I recently read and enjoyed is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. So this one's a little more woo-woo. It's a little bit more out there, but it's another good read that can really help you uncover personal blocks and just help you start thinking in new ways. I've linked both books in the show notes so that you can check them out. Next week, we're going to dive into the ways we can raise our vibration through movement and being kind to our bodies. And I am so excited to continue exploring this topic with you, and I'd love to hear how raising your vibration is going for you. So leave a comment on the latest post at Balance Black Girl Podcast on Instagram and let me know what comes up for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. Thank you for supporting our show sponsors who make this platform possible. I will talk to you next week, and I look forward to embarking on this journey with you. Thank you for tuning in to Balanced Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com.